really, I think, gives us a picture of the way in which this kind of culture views something like the cross, or any culture views something like the cross. Matthew 27, 37 to 44. Over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. And two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you're the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. He's the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God, but God deliver him now if he desires him, for he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also were violent in the same way. If you're the Son of God, what are you doing on a cross? It makes no sense in worldly power. But the message in the way of Jesus is one of cross. That is the symbol of Christianity. The symbol of true power, real authority, is in the cross. It's not in human Achievement. So Paul can boast in human weakness, which is what he does at the end of this letter. Weakness comes up over and over again. All these people are going to boast about all the stuff that they're doing. You know what I'm going to boast in? I'm going to boast in my weakness. I'm going to boast in my limitation because it's actually in limitation. It's actually in weakness where the power of resurrection comes in. And so Paul knew as Eugene Peterson put it, you don't become more spiritual by becoming less human. False spirituality is always dehumanized or hyper-spiritualized. The writer is seeking to make the human, the bodily side, less important, kind of something that you avoid, or always emphasizing super-experience, moving on to the next and greater thing. But for Paul, there's no such thing as a super apostle. There's no super Christian. There is living the way of the cross. There is boasting in weakness. I read one article that I thought was really good on weaknesses, Paul's and ours, and I think I think it helps flesh some of this out. It said human resources do have their limits, and Paul discovered them, not because he sought God only there, or because he embraced suffering masochistically to demonstrate his powerlessness, but simply because the demands of his apostolic mission took him to those limits. From the hazards of ancient travel, the perils of persecution, the anxiety and depression incurred by his pastoral responsibilities, Paul learned that when God equipped him for his apostolic ministry, he did not turn him into some kind of superman or angel immune from danger, untouched from weariness or stress. On the contrary, precisely his apostolic ministry made his ordinary, limited, human capacities plain for all to see. Yet Paul found that such weakness was not, after all, an impediment to his ministry. Somehow, and it may well have seemed strange to him at first, the power of the gospel became all the more apparent and effective. There's nothing groveling about Paul's recognition of this. He does not pretend to be a miserable worm in order to let God be God. He simply sees that he is human, not superhuman, and need not step outside his human weakness in order to be an apostle of Christ. So we see the human weakness, human limitations. 
is actually something in which we can embrace and something in which God can use to show his great power and his great sufficiency. But the sufficiency that God can do, not in what we can do. But I think we have to be careful because boasting in weakness does not mean self-pity. It doesn't mean walking around, woe is me. Boasting in weakness is actually essential if we can boast in the fact that we are human, that we do have limitations, that we do have physical hurts, physical pains, that maybe things in life have been difficult. But that can actually be a place where God's 